Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, and where we grow together so we can learn and become the best versions of ourselves. We can be successful uh, in this life as we live. Today's episode, we want to talk about knowing your value or or knowing your worth. You know, a lot of times today, uh, you see a lot of people devaluing themselves, uh, devaluing what they bring to the table in certain situations. Uh, but you know, you really see this among uh, our young folks today. Obviously, you see it in the church today. Uh, but the main thing that I've seen, I don't know about you, but I've mostly seen that this problem lies with our women, especially in the church, because they don't feel as if they're validated. And maybe young men, too. They don't feel like they've been validated. They don't feel like anyone understands their worth. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about how can the scriptures help us to to understand our worth, to understand our value, not only as people, um, but our value in Christ and in the church. And that's what we're going to discuss today. And so we want to look at, there's three things that I want to look at um, that I think that will help us uh, to become better in valuing ourselves. So the first thing is, number one, you have to know that you were bought with a price. You have to know that. Then number two, seek validation from above and not from below. You know, a lot of times we seek validation from other things, other people, but, you know, that stuff, we can receive it. It can be temporal, but still it won't give us the eternal satisfaction of seeking validation from above, and we'll look at that. And the last thing is value service rather than shining in front of others. And I think that's a main root of why we don't value ourselves. And we'll, we'll look at that when we get there. But first, again, if you're new to the podcast, obviously we'd like to welcome you if you're new. But with this one, uh, with this podcast, we don't talk about you know too much of our feelings. We don't talk about my personal experiences. We talk about what the scripture says and how we can use what the scripture says to apply to different situations in life. And that's what this podcast is all about. And we always use the scriptures to help bring out that point. So if you don't have your Bible, go grab one. Uh, grab a physical one. Get your tablet. Get your phone. Wherever you can find a Bible. Go on and get that and we can uh, start studying together. So let's start off in, in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And while you guys are getting there, you know, the first point we talked about was you have to understand and you have to know that you were bought with a price. Well, yeah, it's Jordan. I know I know that. I know I was bought with a price. I've heard it. I've heard it all my life. I know that. But do you really know that you're bought with a price? You know, you have to think about what God did for you. From the beginning of time, all the way in Genesis chapter 1, and then in chapter 3, when man fell, in verse 15, he knew that Christ was coming. He knew, and Satan knew at that moment, that Christ was coming. And from that point on, there were many instances where people tried to get rid of the Christ. But Christ eventually came, he served his purpose, and he died on the cross for you and I. And sometimes it seems a bit selfish when you really think about it when we say no one cares when we say no one understands what I'm going through when we say God doesn't value me I don't think any man on this earth 
that has lived, that's living now, and that will live, Lord willing, no man can really say God doesn't care about me. Because God gave up so much for us that he didn't even have to do it. But he did it anyway. And so notice here, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, specifically here we have Paul speaking to the Corinth, to the congregation here at Corinth. And he's basically talking to them about fornication. Basically talking to them about how the body is the Lord's and the Lord is for the body and things of that nature. But here in verse 20 is, is our verse here. We do this. We protect our bodies. We protect who we are because for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, since you know you're bought with a price, glorify God in your body. First off, first thing. In order to value yourself, guys and girls, you have to understand that your body is not yours. Well, that goes against all the other movements going on right now and all that stuff. Your body is not yours. It says you were bought with a price. So therefore, my repayment to him is to glorify him in my physical body. And what I do and how I interact and how I present this physical body and how I show this physical body. You see, a lot of times devaluing yourself starts with how you look. And so someone will say, well, you shouldn't look that way. You should dress this way. You should get this on your body. You should do this to your body. No one cares if this is done to your body. No, God cares because you're bought with a price. And so the first step in valuing yourself is to glorify God in what you do with your body. Then notice too, he doesn't stop there. He says, you are bought with a price, so therefore glorify God in your body, notice, and where else? In your spirit. So he brings both points. You need to value yourself by glorifying God in the temple that you have. And then number two, glorifying him in your spirit, in your mind, in what you think, in your attitude. Which are, notice, they're not yours. Your body and your spirit, they're God's. And so the first step in valuing yourself is to glorify God in your body and in your spirit. You see, the first thing that people try to take away from you, young people, older people, whoever's listening, in order to get someone to devalue themselves, the first thing you do is to show them a flaw that they have physically. Oh, well, you're too dark. Oh, well, you're too light. Or you're too tall. Or you're too short. Or you're too this. Or you're too that. You see, we start devaluing each other and we devalue each other's temples, the next thing you know, you don't feel valued. Then after I devalue you on the outside, then I'll devalue you on the inside. Oh, you're not smart. You don't know what you're doing. You're only good at this. You will only be this in life. You see, God knows that we value those things. And so God said, you're bought with a price. So in order for you to value yourself and to know how much you're worth, glorify me in what I gave you.
glorify me in your body. You know, glorify me in your spirit. Notice, which are God's, and it's not yours. You see, that's a, that's a big problem, especially with our with our young ladies. You know, a lot of people, they see these things. They see ads. They see commercials. They see, and they hear things that sometimes that Christians say about them, and they devalue themselves. But girls, you have to understand, you're bought with a price. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Girls, you have a grave responsibility to glorify God in your body, to glorify God in your spirit. You know, for for Christian guys like myself and for friends of mine, that's why it's so hard to find Christian women today. Because there's not a lot that really glorify God in their body and their spirit. You see, they come to service. They come to lectureships. They come to X, Y, and Z. But they still listen to what the world says about them. They still listen to what the world says about their body. They still listen to what the world says about what they should be thinking as women. And then next thing you know, what the world says is in their minds. And next thing you know, you have a girl that devalues herself. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Then number two, second thing we can do to help value ourselves is do not seek validation from below, but seek validation from above. Again, let's take our Bibles again and let's go to Colossians chapter three. Colossians chapter three. And here's the problem that a lot of people face today. Young, old. Uh, man, woman, this is what we face. We seek validation from other people. And sadly to say, this problem exists in the church. You know, we say, well, how come they don't like me? How come they don't do this? How come I'm not good enough for them and vice versa? And you say these things and you work towards and you work to try to be just so you can be good enough for this person so that they can like you. I can speak to that because I used to be that way. I used to want validation from people. How come they don't like me? How come this person doesn't like me? How come they don't like me? And I found myself, when you seek validation from other people, one of two things is going to happen. Number one, you will get that validation, but it will only last for so long until you mess up. Or number two, you'll work so hard to get that validation, but no matter how hard you work, you'll never get the response you really want. And so, which way is really beneficial? Neither one. So, instead of seeking validation from people, whether they're in the church or out, notice what Colossians chapter 3 says. Start in verse 1. If. Before we keep reading, if is a conditional word, meaning you have a choice. You know, if I laid out five dollars and I said, I'll give you this five bucks if you stand up and reach for it. What does that give you? It gives you a choice. You can either sit down or you can stand up and grab the five bucks. So here he says, if you say you're risen with Christ, watch this. Seek, seek those things which are above 
where God sitteth on the right hand of God. And watch, set your affection. What does that mean? Set what you value on things above and not on things on the earth. That's our problem. You see, we seek so much validation from each other. Oh, I didn't get a pat on the back from this person. I didn't get a handshake from this person. I didn't get a phone call from this person. I didn't get whatever from this person. We're seeking too much validation from each other. Here's a question. Could you live your Christian life if you never got validation from anybody? Well, what does that mean? Let's say you preached. Let's say you lived the right way. Let's say you save souls. Let's say you've done everything that the Lord has required you to do as a Christian man or woman. And throughout your entire life, no one knows what you've done. Throughout your entire life, no one's given you credit for the things that you've done. Your entire life, you don't get a handshake. You don't get a good job, brother. You don't get a great job, sister. You don't get any of that. Would you still value your Christian life? Or would you devalue it because you didn't get the flattery from other Christians? That's worse. The people that don't value themselves, that's where they are. They want the validation from people. And you've got to get to the mindset as a Christian that I'm going to do what's right. Whether X amount of people agree with me or X amount of people don't agree with me. Whether I'm alone or whether I've got a thousand people behind me, I'm going to do what's right. Until you get to that point in your Christian walk, every single good deed, every single good thing that you do, validation from other people will drive that. And you're going to find yourself drained because you cannot please people. It's one thing I've learned, one thing. I've seen other preachers, especially being here, older preachers that they've taught me. You can't please people. Can't do it. You can give everything that you have, but someone will always find you could have did this a little better. You could have said this better. You could have did this better. You could have done things better. I'm not saying I'm not for constructive criticism because I'm all for that. But in terms of pleasing people and giving them what they want, 100% of the time you can't do it you'll drain yourself because people don't know what they want they think they do but they don't but here's the thing that's why in Colossians seek those things which are above and set your value on things above watch verse 4 when Christ who is our life shall appear then you'll appear with him and glory. You see, when I make when I make Christ my life rather than what I want the brethren to think about me my life, then I'll start living better. But if I make my decisions and if I do if I do my good deeds based on what other people will think about them, then I'm not doing it with the right heart anyway. Because I'm doing it with the intent of okay, if I do this, how will they think about it? If I don't do this, how will they think about it? You're gonna, you're just gonna kill yourself. All right, so that's not what you want to do. So seek validation from above, not from below. All right, last one. 
Value service rather than shining in front of others. These things are the root of why we don't value ourselves. We want to shine in front of others rather than not shining in front of others. Here, if you look at Philippians, Philippians uh, chapter 2, again, we all we all know this chapter, but it's, it's also about just the attitude of Christ. And notice around verse 8. And being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God, hath, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, watch this. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God which works in you both the will and to do his good pleasure do all things without murmuring and disputings that's the last point and that's the main thing of why we don't value ourselves because when we do something great in our eyes when we think it's worth recognition in our eyes and when we don't receive that recognition, then we just devalue what we just did. But you see what you did there? You only did it so you can get validation from somebody else. I would encourage you, and here's my challenge to you as a Christian. Whatever you do, whether it's speaking at a lectureship, whether it's writing a book, whether it's doing song leading, whether it's doing a youth event, whether it's serving, whether it's whatever it is in the church, and no matter what capacity it is, it is, don't do it to get validation from other people. Don't do it for a pat on the back. Don't do it for a handshake. And don't do it just so you can be known, I guess. Do it because it's the right thing to do, whether you get the praise for it or not. Stay in the background, do what you got to do, and serve the Lord. Because the Lord tallies that up. And that's more jewels to your crown up there. I don't know about you, but I'd rather have less, hey Jordan, you did a great job, hey Jordan, this and this and this down here, and get more praise from him up there. Which one do you want? And so the basis of value is you have to value God and what he thinks rather than man and what they think even if that man or person wears the name Christian focus on God and what he thinks and rather than what anybody else thinks and I promise you will see your life in a different light because you notice I'm not working for anybody else anymore. I'm not working to please anybody else anymore. I'm not working to get validation from anybody else anymore. I'm working for God. And if so-and-so doesn't like it, great. If so-and-so likes it, great. Either way, I'm working for God whether you like it or you don't. And that gives you a certain power that others don't have. And so I encourage you and I challenge you, 
Seek those things which are above. Focus on God. Focus on Him. Remember you're bought with a price and serve. Serve, serve, serve. And next thing you know, you're not going to be worrying about yourself. You're going to be worrying about how I can do better to serve God. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. I enjoyed studying that with you today. Just some quick news. Um, Number one, you can continue to listen on iTunes and YouTube as well. Subscribe and like there. And if you didn't see on the Twitter page, um, I'm happy to announce that we are now on Spotify, which is great. So I thank you all for your prayers and support um, of the podcast and of the gospel. Uh, I pray that, you know, this can continue to grow and and we can uh, continue to learn and help more people. And so uh, continue to follow. You can actually follow it on Spotify. Just look up when the scriptures become real podcasts, press that follow button, and then you'll get updates to when, uh, you know, the next one comes on. So thank you so much. Uh, Again, if you want more topics, DM me on Twitter, and we'll continue to study the word together. Thank you.